Hello everyone, welcome to Discussing Doodles. The podcast where we talk about an animated movie from a certain animation studio. Before we begin, we just want to say that some spoilers will be ahead. So if you've yet to see this movie and don't want it spoiled, stop listening now. Final disclaimer, when we get excited, we can swear. Although we talk about family movies, this isn't a family podcast. You have been warned. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Discussing Doodles. 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 It's the French <laughs> one today. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's French or not. Well, probably who, not. Who knows? The French, they probably know. True. <laughs> <laughs> the, that's uh, the weirdest way to open a podcast. I know, I know. It's, yeah, it's late. I'm delirious. Yeah, it's like that's, that. Uh, there's a French character in this film, though. I mean, that's true. There is a... A connection of sorts. Well done, Mark. What's his name? Um, um, Henry. Henri, no, it's Henri. It's Henri Le Pigeon. <laughs> I literally like couldn't that. remember. And I, it's spelled Henry, so that's why I was like, Henry. <laughs> Henri. It's French, Henry. Come on. Henri. Sorry, I'm just going to call him Henry. <laughs> All right, you do that. Henners. Um Welcome back, everybody. Apologies for our terrible French. <laughs> 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 um, this week, we looked at... We didn't just look at it, we watched it. We, watched yeah, we just looked at the front cover <laughs> and we were like, yeah, let's do a podcast. <laughs> we watched uh, An American Tale. We did. Uh, which is the second movie by Don Bluth. And it also counts, I think, as the first movie that was officially an amblimation right. movie, um, which is cool. Uh, so, yeah, it's a good film. I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it, yeah. It's cute, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched it. Yeah, me um, too. But at the same time, it was it. You know that thing where, where like, as you watch it, you remember it. Yeah, like, I had perfectly. That. It was like sort of that. I was like, oh yeah, there this was, is how it goes. There were bits I didn't remember too. Okay. So I like had a few like nice surprises thrown in there too. So yeah, it was good. Um, and this was the first one that we watched together since since Boy Secret Nim. Oh, no, it's Toy Story. I was going to say, well, yeah. since the last Don Bluth. How crazy. <laughs> it was no. since the one after the last Don Yeah, I mean, near enough. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a while. It's been a, it it's been a long while. Um, yeah. So I guess we just jump straight in, shall we? Shall we? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Talk yeah. about pop music. <laughs> <laughs> um, so story, do you have any... I have some f- some some factuals. Go on, I love um, a factual. So Steven Spielberg was involved in this one. He was, um, and he literally like said, "I want something pretty, like Secret of Nim." <laughs> nice. And this this was the the result. The result. Okay. Um, not this sounds negative of me to say, but from the get go, I'm just going to say personally, I think Nim is prettier. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm, just not, a I'm, not agreeing moment. Or, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with you there. Okay. I'm just, I'm just going, that was just okay. me. I said I'm going to talk about facts, but instead I talk about my opinion. <laughs> opinion. That is me in... My like, opinions are fact. Yeah. Um, so initially they planned it to be like an all animal world, similar to like Robin Hood. Okay. Um but it was Don Bluth who liked the idea of the hidden society vibe that the rescuers had. Yeah. Um, and he he wanted to do something similar, which uh, definitely comes across in this film with sort of like 
humans' big feet and stuff walking yeah. past the mice yeah. and things. Um, and then Steven Spielberg watched the rescuers and agreed. He was like, yes, this is the route. So, okay. Or this is the route, I guess. <laughs> so Steven Spielberg says go with that, you go yeah. with it. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> then the rules. Um, so, yeah, so that was basically how that came about. Um, and, yeah, it's... You've always said it's got a fiddler on the roof vibe, haven't you? I am obsessed with the fact that this is like a like a sort of sort of sequel. To yeah, follow up. Yeah, follow up. I, like, I I don't know the exact history of it because um, we don't get taught world real world history in our schools, do we? No, we only we get don't. taught uh, white supremacy and all of that. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but um, from from what I can see, obviously, you know, in in fiddler on the roof, there. Um, they're being sort of, uh, what's the word, forced out of their home yes. by the the Russians. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the start of an American tale, these Russian mice, the Mouskowitz mm-hmm. family, are also being forced out of Russia by the Russians. So um, I feel like it kind of like obviously it's a different family and a different dynamic, and they're mice. Yes, <laughs> but it kind of picks up where Fiddler on the Roof leaves off historically. Yes. It sort of um, does with this family having to migrate to America, but it's it's about the story of them in America rather than the story of their last months in Russia. Yeah, um, Anna Kefta. Anna Tefka. That's it. Got you consonants the wrong way around. It's just my bad Russian, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I've always seen it that way. Yes. Um, whether or not. You know, there was any influence by Fiddler in this? I don't know. But I mean, Fivel's dad is very—he uh, is, is like Tevierish, isn't he? He is, but with the Fiddler. <laughs> but he has a fiddle. Yeah, that's true. He also he has a fiddle. Killed the Fiddler on the roof. Stole his fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> that's how it happened. That's, people don't know what happened after Fiddler yeah. on the roof. That's it. That's no, happened. No. This happens after that, but there's a gap in the middle for a movie here. <laughs> He kills the fiddler. <laughs> there you go. Um, but no, yeah. So I've I, I've always had I've always seen it that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I like the story. It's cute. Um, it is. It's sad at times. It's touching at times, yeah. and it's extremely frustrating at times. Oh yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. As in, <laughs> so once five or five or yeah five yeah five I want to say five and that's watership down uh, yes <laughs> once five arrives in America he is separated from his family due to the fact that he was a little shit bag on the boat oh my god you and me were so cross with him yeah you <laughs> he wanted just to see the fish threw his hat yeah what a little prick yeah he's at that point on. yeah I lost a lot of respect for him yeah, I was like, you deserve what's coming to you. <laughs> yeah. So he's lost his family. He's in New York all on his own. Um, just a little mouse uh, with a big hat. And um, he makes friends with what is essentially the, uh, I, I don't know, I, I would say the New Yorker uh, mouse version of the Artful Dodger. Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> he has some weird love story. He has his own little side love story. And the whole time he's searching for his family, they're like, he'll walk across a bridge and they'll be walking underneath it and they don't oh, notice each other and stuff like that. And it's so like, frustrating. Yeah, really frustrating. Um, and then, obviously, in the end, he's reunited with them all. And it's actually a really touching, lovely moment when they're, it is when they're reunited. 
I got tears in my eyes, can't deny it. Yeah. Uh, but that scene where he is a knobhead and he throws his hat out to go see the fish. Um, <laughs> Steven Spielberg cut some of that back because um, do you remember there was this like monster sea that sort yeah. of took the form of a cat? Yeah. Um, he apparently that was a bit longer, but he felt it was a bit too intense for children. Okay. Um, so that was cut back. And then there was also a scene, I don't know if you remember, when he gets to America, he Feifel sort of watches, he sort of peers through a window and sees the like American school mice right. in their school. Um, and that was inspired by a story that Steven Spielberg's grandfather had told him that the Jewish kids had to um, learn the lesson through open windows while they were sat outside in the snow. No way. Yeah. And he had that image and that was sort of an image he wanted to put in to the movie. Of course, because Spielberg being that sort of surname. Yeah. I I assume he comes from that kind of heritage. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Um, Yeah. So there was some, some background information I got there. Yeah, that's good. You, you, I think you, you've outdone me on the old uh, research. Shut up. <laughs> Has that ever happened? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It has a few times. When okay. I've had, like, open season, I had absolutely nothing to say about that. Oh, I don't know if I did either. <laughs> <laughs> um, so should we score story? Oh my God, scores. I haven't even thought about that. <laughs> um, how we do this? <laughs> yeah, I have. When I was like, right... I was like, uh, what else do we talk about? I'm terrible today. <laughs> really not with it. Um, okay, scores. Um, I will say six. Six. Okay. Yeah, it sounds a bit low, doesn't it? But yeah, um, it just didn't blow me away. But it was it was enjoyable enough. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go one higher. I'm gonna give it a seven because I thought okay, um, there was some really nice touching moments, and there were also some pretty intense moments in there as well. So true. I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay. Um, so should we talk about the characters? Yeah. <laughs> so um, Henri Le Pigeon. Henri. Henry. Henry. Henners. Henry the Pigeon. Henners the Pidge. Christopher Plummer. I know, what the hell? <laughs> Doing a really good French accent, by the way. Where did that come from? Very left wing, suddenly appeared. I was, I was looking at it, I was like, oh, Christopher Plummer was in this movie. Who was he? He's a, he's a French pigeon. <laughs> he's, yeah. How? That was the last when? character I would have expected. I would have been less surprised if you told me he was five or. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the pigeon came from with Christopher Plummer, but he did a very good job. He did. Uh, 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 he was a great character. He was. I don't know what it is, but there's something about a French bird. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that did sound. The way I said it, even, wasn't it? it was there's just bird. something about a French bird. There's something about. A winged French character in an animated musical that gives me nostalgia. I think it might come down to American Tale. American Tale. Is the bird in Thumbelina French? It is, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's it's it's Dom, it's a Don Bluth thing. It's a Don Bluth thing. He's and done that's it probably twice. where the nostalgia comes from. <laughs> yeah. Um Oh, no, do you I know liked... what else it is? What? Mumphy. Yes, Mumphy. Mumphy's got a French bird. Oh, Mumphy. (laughs) Mumphy's got a French bird. (laughs) He draws them like Jack on the Titanic. Yes, paint me like one of your French birds. (laughs) 
<laughs> We've gone off topic so many times. How can we talk about an American tale and go to Titanic and bloody Fiddler on the Roof? Yeah, Fiddler on the Roof, Titanic. We haven't got to West Side Story yet. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get there on soundtrack. Um, so characters, who else is there? Five um Five his family. His sister's his... called Tanya, which I didn't know. No, I didn't know that either. Tanya, Tanya. I never know how to say it. Then you got Billy Big Bollocks. Who? What's his name? The Artful Dodger guy. Oh, Tony. Tony. Oh no, he Tony. calls he calls Fivel Billy. No, he calls him he Philly. He's in Philly. Philly. Yes, yeah. I've got some information about that. Okay, go on. So Don Bluth actually felt uncomfortable with the main character being called Fivel because he worried it was too foreign and forgettable. But okay. Steven Spielberg disagreed because it was his grandfather's Yiddish name. Okay. And he wanted it. So basically it came to a compromise and the compromise was that Tony referred to him as Philly and his name was actually Fivefall. So he kind of had two names. Yeah. Because of a slight director disagreement. See, now I disagree with Don Blue from that and I don't disagree with Don Blue very often because I think he's mm. fantastic. A genius. Yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously like the name of one of the sequels is literally Fivefall Goes West and I feel like it's quite a memorable name. Do you know what? It's... I can't think of any other animated characters called Fifle. No, no, it's true. I mean, admittedly, I can't think of any others called Philly. <laughs> no. But, like, it's, it's a nice, unique name for that character. What do you think of him as a character? I mean... He's aside a... from the boat scene. Aside from the boat scene. Oh, it grates, doesn't it? But yeah. he's, he's very sweet. He's very cute, which I think kids adore. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think I don't know what else to say, Mark. I'm sorry. I like no, him I... as well. I think he's a he's yeah. a he's a um he's a kind of standard child protagonist. Yes. Much like Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Um I, I, I'd say he's more like Pinocchio than he is like Patsu. Um, okay. But yeah. I do I do find it really interesting. I don't know if we touched on this last week, but how yeah, when we did season one, our first f- three films by these oh, yeah. same three studios all had like a strong female lead, like Snow White, Nausicaa, Mrs. Brisby. And then season two, for the second films, they've all gone for a young boy lead. So Pinocchio, Patsy, Fifel. I just thought yeah. it was interesting. It is how... very interesting, you know, but um, like, it's all like innocent little boys as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not like yeah. tough, heroic men. It's like innocent little boys who are like too pure to see like the horror of the real yeah. world yeah 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 very uh yeah sort of uh what's the word i'm looking for yeah innocent let's innocent. go with innocent that's yeah that's good um characters i like yeah I, I mean a lot of the characters i liked and and there were some good i liked five i liked his family yeah i liked uh there was oh, oh there's probably more animation but i'm going to mention it now anyway whilst i remember there was this great moment in the film where Fife has gone missing and they think he's dead. Um, and Tanya um, yeah. still believes that he's out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. That he's somewhere out there. <laughs> and hey. um, she is colourful, but the rest of them are all really grey and dull. Yeah. yeah. And I just think that, like, that was really clever how it's like she's all colourful because she believes. Yes. She She's still, I don't know, I just, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, but I like his family. I like the Mouskowitz. I thought they all had, yes. they all played the correct role. Yeah. I liked um, uh, Hon- Henri. Um, yeah. Tiger. 
Tiger's fun. Is a great character. Um, I just feel like he's he's slightly too small, but then I think he plays bigger roles in the sequels. I think he does, because in my mind, he was a lot more main than he was. Yeah. And I think I might be thinking of Five Four Goes West. Quite possibly, which which also had a cinematic release, so it was still it was also like a a relatively a big, big movie. Movie, yeah. Um, um, T Rat slash Warranty Cat. <laughs> yeah, um, he was good. He's a good villain. Yeah, I don't understand how a cat can pretend to be a rat. Well, I mean, a small cat or a big rat. What are we John, talking? I, I, I well, I, he's obviously a small cat because he's smaller yeah. than all the other cats he hangs around. True. Um, but I find it really interesting, and, and this is something we'll talk about again when we get to Legacy, but this film came out the same year as Basil, oh, it Great did, Mouse didn't Detective. It? Battle Disney. of the Mice. Battle of the Mice, and actually, America Tale won in the box office. Did it? It did, yeah. They beat, I find they that beat Disney shocking, because yeah. I adore Basil, but that's Basil. obviously just my weird personal opinion. <laughs> um, but in Basil, you have a rat disguised as a mouse, and then in True. then in True. American Tale, you've got a cat disguised as a rat, so it's like, <laughs> is there another film where there's something disguised as a cat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just getting bigger each time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I find it I find it really interesting that both those films came out in the same year. And although, yes, they're both about mice. Yes, the premises are quite different. Yeah, I mean, like even the fact that they're both very deliberately set in specific places, which are America and England, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, New York and London, essentially. Yeah. But here's the kicker. Yeah, I think they're both set around the same time. Whoa! You could they, be they right. must be because Basil's it's Victorian, is isn't Victorian, it? Basil? Right, and this is, I think, Victorian as well, right? Uh, it's, it's around that time well, of history. Yeah, I guess it depends when the Statue of Liberty was new, because that's what was going on, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that'd be a good way to. So to that's look a good way up. to look it up, which we yeah. clearly haven't done our research enough. <laughs> I'm going to guess. I'm going to make. A, I'm going to do a flying guess. It's based in. Uh, 1885. Um, okay. I'm making that guess because that's when Back to the Future 3 was set. Um, but I'm going to Google very <laughs> quickly now. Um, oh, live did... Googling. Yeah. When was Statue of Liberty made? Libby. Statue of... <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be so good for the listeners, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I well, feel like yeah, I need it's, to like... It's... Yeah, you need to just, just, uh, just talk to Tane. Oh um, my God. What tell us? The Statue of Liberty was dedicated on October twenty eighth, eighteen eighty six. I was like a year out. <laughs> well, that's quite good going, Mark. <laughs> so yeah, so eighteen eighty six ish. In fact, it's still being built, so it might be eighteen eighty five. I might have been right. <laughs> oh, sass. Anyway, we were talking about the characters, weren't we? And we were talking about we... Basil and when it's Mark. <laughs> we we're not with it today. We're no. side tracking. This is why but... we shouldn't do record these late at night. We should record no, we these early, earlier in the evening. Earlies, earlies. Anything else you wanted to say about characters, or shall we move on? I think I've mentioned all my characters. We need to score it. Obviously. We do. What are you going to score it? Um, okay, or so is it me first? My, I was going to make one point actually. Oh, go point. So his, his family. Uh, Tiger, Henri, oh, yes. Warranty Rat. I think they're all great characters. But then there's some other characters like Tony, his Ooh, love yeah. interest. Yes. Uh, the, the the lady rat. I mean, she had some Oh my moments. God, she's my favourite. 
She's your favourite. Yeah, the way she said a Huawei. A Huawei. We'll we did have a Huawei. Huawei, and they were like, yeah. a Huawei. She's a like, Huawei. yeah, it's a Huawei. <laughs> <laughs> they, I feel like there, there were, there were a lot of characters in this. It was actually, it was quite heavy, yeah, character-wise. Um, and I feel like there wasn't enough focus. Like for example, Tiger, who I think is probably one of the best characters. Yes. had such a small part to play because there's so many other characters. Agreed. And... I think Tony could have been bigger as well himself. Yeah. I think they should have made a decision between is it Tiger or is it Tony? Yeah, it Tiger or Tony. Or the other. Tony the um, Tiger. <laughs> Tony the Tiger. <laughs> and I think they, they tried to split that. They tried to split Feifel's mate into two into characters. Two. Whereas it should have just been one. Oh yeah, um, there was an Honest John as well, wasn't there? Honest John was in this. Which was weird, considering Honest John was in Pinocchio two weeks ago. Imagine if, you know, he walked into that bar where Honest John was and there was just a big fox sat in there. Oh my God, I would have been <laughs> baffled. But he wasn't, he was an Irish. Was he Irish? I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> um, he was a mouse. He was a mouse, he was just a mouse. So characters, I'm going to go lower than the story, I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to give it a six as well. Ooh. Based purely on what we discussed. So animation. You know. Animation. Oh, I've got nothing, so you, you got nothing. me with your rhythm stick. Okay, I'm going to hit. Um, hit me! <laughs> so they had lots of, of meetings about how, how it should look, how the film should look. And for some reason, the Sears marketing department, so Sears, the store in America, their mm. marketing department were involved in, in this movie. I don't, I don't really know why. Interesting. Um, but they made the suggestion, Stonebluth, because uh, during the 80s, the uh, sort of character designs were becoming much more angular uh, and sleek than they had been uh, previously. Like, if you look at, for example, uh, Basil, if you look oh, at yeah. his, his line work, he's all, he's all very sort of sharp curves, um, which is different to how, for example, Bambi would be, who's sort of very sort of cute and cuddly. Um, there is there is a real sort of difference in the style. It, it's a very subtle one, but it moved along. Right. Um, and Sears said, "Why not go for really, really old style Disney, like Pinocchio or Dumbo?" And Don Bluth, being an absolute fanboy of the Disney, Disney Golden Stan. Age, yeah, he was like, "Yes, that's how I want to do it." So the whole idea of this film, the whole idea of how it's supposed to look, is it's supposed to look and feel like it is a film from the Disney golden era from, from the thirties and forties. Okay. I can, I can see that. I can fair. see it. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely got that kind of vibe. Um, yeah. And, and that's like we, we were talking about in Pinocchio, that element of darkness. Um, yeah. So there was a, there's a, there's a, a story about on set when, um, on set, you don't really on set. set. I was going to say, <laughs> in, in the, the studio, when, um, so Don Bluth had all, all his animators around him. And at the time, um, limited animation had become very popular. It started with Hanna-Barbera uh, on TV. And TV cartoons were becoming huge in the 80s, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers, oh, yeah. Thundercats, She-Ra, He-Man. Like, TV, He-Man! Yeah, TV cartoons were massive in the 80s. Yeah. And they used limited animation, which was sort of a much cheaper form of animation that cut a lot of corners. Um, and a lot of the animators that were working on American Tale had previously worked on TV shows and had previously done limited animation. So he got uh, some animators to animate a scene. Uh, it was like a minute's, a minute's worth in limited animation. And he got them to animate the same scene in um, 
like a movie style, like proper traditional animation. And he got them to stack the papers of the drawings in front of him. The limited animation paper came up to his shin. The right. film animation paper came up to his eyes. Wow. <laughs> That's how much more. Like, his shin and his eyes are quite far away from each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's mad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I thought that was, that was a really cool little story. Um, yeah. You noticed something, actually, when we, when we uh, watched this, Luke. Yeah. Um, when he got in the basket or the birdcage. Oh, yeah. You said to me, there's rotoscope. I did, indeed. You did. And there is. There's definitely yeah. rotoscope. And it's used in the same way that it's used in Pinocchio. So for sort of uh, moving objects rather than characters, um, they use rotoscope, which um, is great to see that in 1986, uh, a different company were using the techniques that Disney were using in 1939. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I just think it's, um, it's definitely a homage to that sort of era of animation. Yeah. Um, Another little thing that I wanted to, to point out, there was an, it was a bit like my Brad Bird worked on the Plague Dogs. Um, oh, yeah. There was someone who would become famous that worked Aww. on an American Tale. They were uncredited. I don't know if you've heard of them, um, but some people definitely will have. Um, his name is Butch Hartman. Um, okay. And he's an extremely famous animator. Uh, he's actually got a YouTube channel, which I watch almost religiously. It's brilliant. But he is famous for being the creator and head animator on Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom and other, oh my other God, shows yes. like that. I know him. <laughs> yeah, he's all over the internet. He's really popular yes. online. He's, he's I everywhere. I do know him. Um, so he worked on uh, An American Tale and that was one of his first animation jobs. And it was actually one of the only times he's worked on a theatrical release because he went to television. He kind of did yes. the opposite of what some of the other animators did coming from television. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you obviously preferred that that way of life. Um, so that's that's pretty much everything I've got for for animation. Nice, um, it's like a real that. sort of traditional animated movie. Yeah, um, a couple of things also just to mention. Uh, a bit like Hayao Miyazaki has his certain things that you have to look out for in his films, like tasty food and flying scenes. Don Bluth <laughs> has two things that you need to look out for in every Don Bluth film. Um, the first one is emigrating protagonists. Um, yeah which i mean this is the whole premise of this film yeah so, literally this one's very go. obvious <laughs> yeah and the second one is uh the main character carrying around a special object um and that is uh Fyfel's father's hat that he is carrying <laughs> frozen to the storm yeah um so they're they're the two things to look out for um and the, and they're there so i think in secret and him it was she had this this jewel thing yes. on her necklace didn't yes. she and um and she had they to were, move from the moving, field, yeah, from one side of the rock to the other, or whatever. It was. Yeah. So yeah, so so that's that's uh, that's present in this film as well. Is is Don Bluth's little little Easter eggs? So that's always yes. good too. Lovely um, Easter egg. Animation. I, I I really like the animation in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go quite high on my score. I think I'm gonna give it an eight. Me too. I hate okay. us. <laughs> so soundtrack. Where are you, Christmas? That's not that the one the I meant grid. to sing. I'm so mad at myself. You're going to sing some. Yeah. Out there I've ruined everything. It's perfect. I've ruined everything. Thanks. Let's start the podcast again. Okay, let's, yeah, wipe it all out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, soundtrack. Steven Spielberg, back to him in the studio. He had a vision 
which was to have a song that was as iconic as Hi Ho. Okay. Which is probably something, another connection to the old school Disney. Yeah. Um, and they'd originally signed on Jeremy Goldsmith, who was the composer of Secret of Nim. Right. Uh, but he had to drop out to do the score for Aliens. Right. You know. Kids film to a horror film <laughs> in space. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so then, legendary James Horner joined, um, which what is fabulous. His yeah. music's just so perfect, isn't it? It is. It really suits animated movies. It does. Um, and because he has done sort of multiple animated movies, yeah. it does fill you with that kind of "I'm watching an old animated movie" nostalgia. I guess when you yeah, when it you does. Hear it. It really yeah. does. Um, so that's wonderful. <laughs> um, and then the song Somewhere Out There, which Mark lovelyly demonstrated for us all earlier, um, it won a Grammy. Did it really? It did. And it became, I don't really know where this fact comes from, but I read it, so I'm going for it. It became one of the most popular songs in animation since the 1950s. There you go. I yeah. do remember, and I, I I have no idea which one, but I do remember it was in a um, in a pantomime at our local theatre. It was. I don't um, remember which one either, but I do remember being like, "Oh, I know this song." Yeah, so it's been it's been around. It's been it's you been know. around. Well, when we watched it, just gone. Mum said she recognised it. So afterwards, we had a little YouTube session, and they did release it as like a big single with some some Real sort singers. of eighties pop stars. Yeah, I, I don't know say, who they were. The kids. The kids, cute. so cute, so adorable, but, but no, their vocals are terrible. They were, <laughs> but they're it cute. Does, it does make it endearing, <laughs> yeah, but not to sell records of. So yeah, there is um, an official chart version, uh, yeah. which probably helped win the Grammy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, so I mean, decent, decent soundtrack, and I think anything that James Horner touches is gold. pretty gold, isn't it? Yeah, and there's some other great songs in it as well. Um, oh yes, West Side Story. <laughs> there are no cats in America. That's my favourite one. It doesn't yeah. go like that at all. It doesn't go. There are no cats in America. That's, That's the, one. the one. Yeah. Um, and there are there were other good songs. I can't sing them off the top of my head, but there's a really nice um, one about being a duo that Tiger and Five uh, will sing. Yes, that was sweet. Um, and there's a, there's a couple of others in there as well. But yeah, I thought it was a good good soundtrack. It was. It's it's not the most iconic animated movie soundtrack in the world. No. Um, but it's it's better than some that we did in like the last series. For sure. It does its job. Yes. Agreed. So what are you gonna score it? I'm gonna give it a seven. 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 It'd be really boring if I agree. Yeah, it would change your mind. No, I'm joking. Yeah, you I'm can agree. agree. It's obviously the correct answer. <laughs> 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 um okay N- no opinions it's all correct answers here absolutely um, legacy legacy what is a legacy oh i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> you just burped i you did burped. it just came out <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> on the podcast i think that's the first one i mean i think it is I th- now we've Sika stooped had to a lot of level. now Sika had a lot of gurgly pipes from me i but... remember that yeah in. but today i'm so sorry that's everybody that's it we crossed a threshold now 
burp, <laughs> fart, do whatever we like. It's a milestone. <laughs> it's over. All that was counts. that was my answer to what is a legacy. <laughs> I was like, it's this, Mark. Um, so, American Tale. I think it does have quite a legacy. Three sequels. I think it does. Three sequels. Absolutely. That's TV series. Oh, I didn't know it had that. <laughs> There's only 12 episodes of it. I think it got cancelled. Oh, it was it a bit of a sloppy? Still had a TV series. Still yeah. counts. A uh, PlayStation game. Yep. Um, Fivefold became the mascot for uh, for Steven Spielberg's filmmaking company. Mm-hmm. Um, Fivefold became the mascot over ET. So that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> you would think ET is definitely more worldwide iconic. Yeah, but... I think I think it's gone back to ET now. But oh, but for yeah. a while it was Fivefold. Um, <laughs> But you know, so there's definitely definitely uh, parts of a legacy here. Um, yeah, and it was a start of a relationship between Steven Spielberg and Don Bluth, which did last for uh, another few years and did produce some other great films. Some great films. Um, one of which I'm super excited about getting to next. Me season. too. Next series, Mark. <laughs> next series. We're almost there. Actually, like that would be the first time right, where we sit down and I say. This is one of my favourite films. Is it going to be the first one to get 10 out of 10 for everything? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> um, but no, so, so yeah, I, I do think, uh, you know, American Tale opened a couple of doors. And I think even yeah. even the uh, animated movies that, uh, that, that, that Steven Spielberg's company made without Don Bluth yep. owe it to an American Tale. Because even though he didn't have Don with him anymore, it's sort he of was, yeah. So like films like Balto, and we're oh. back a dinosaur story and stuff. They all owe that to to an American tale as well. Yeah, true. So good legacy, I think. It is a good legacy. Did you know that Five Four was also um, some sort of mascot for the United Nations International Children's Fund? I had absolutely no idea, but there yeah. you go. <laughs> um, and that was mainly due to his immigration experiences, which reflect the adventures and triumphs of all cultures and their children. Yeah. It's a... a, a... He is a cute little character for those sort of reasons, you know? Yeah. He he, he goes through through some hardships, and he gets a happy ending in the end, which is... He does. Which can't be said for the character in Don Bluth's next movie, but... Oh, stop yourself. (laughs) We're not there yet. (laughs) Yeah, do you know what? uh, This is really bad, but... When we were watching the American Tale and Fife was reunited with his parents at the end, yeah. I started getting sad for Littlefoot. Oh. <laughs> I'm not yeah. even watching the Lamb for time, but I'm thinking no. the same thing happens to him, but he he, he thinks he sees his mum again. It's just a shadow. Oh. Like, Mark, oh. let's not dwell on horrid things, okay? <laughs> it's half past ten at night. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, legacy. It's I a decent one. I'm going to give it a seven. Oh, you bastard. You can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. We're so boring. We've... No one's going to listen to this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We've agreed on four out of five. Okay, I suppose it's... Yeah, we had a disagreement at the start. We had a disagreement at the start. That's to keep the people listening. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then once they're hooked in, we just we just get boring. We just revert back to normal. <laughs> Should we do some maths? Oh, if we must. <laughs> Favourite subject? Yeah, hit me with some numbers. So for story, you gave it a six. I gave it a seven. Yep. For characters, we both gave it a six. Okay. For animation, we both gave it an eight. 
Okay. For soundtrack, we both gave it a seven. Okay. And for legacy, we both gave it a seven. Okay. What are we looking at? <laughs> What's the damage? It's a funny number. <laughs> can I guess? Yeah, you can. Is it 69? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good That's score. Quite funny. It's a decent score. It comes just above Batman, okay. I think, in the in the grand scheme of Did it score including last or year. lower than Secret and Nim? Lower by one lower. point. So is this the, because both Pinocchio and Laputa scored higher yeah. than the first film. So this is the first studio that's gone down. By one point, it's not bad, but bring it back to what I said at the start of the podcast where I said I think Secret Nim's prettier. I think you were right. Yeah, Steven Spielberg didn't get his wish. I, th- I, I still think it's a very pretty movie. I think he did get his it wish. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it just wasn't, wasn't quite there. Um, oh, I have a. I just thought of something, which is my other least favorite moment, along with Fifel throwing his hat in the wind. Little shit. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> when the Statue of Liberty winks. Oh yeah, right at the end. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be really cute and wholesome, but I just find it utterly disgusting. Statue of Liberty is so me. gold. Was so the Statue of Liberty gold in real life? I think yeah. it was a bronzy sort of color because it's copper, isn't it? The metal. Yeah, and then copper kind of goes greeny, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I guess it's copper more so than gold. Yeah. More than diamonds, more than gold. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't trust the set for Liberty after the uh, no. Doctor Who episode. Honestly, after Amy and Rory, I trust nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Even pictures of the set for Liberty make me a bit nervous. I'm like, get out of here, Libby. No one has time for you. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's what she was doing. Maybe that's just she's she's not she's winking because she's a winking angel. She's a winking angel. <laughs> and at that point in time, no humans were looking at the Statue of Liberty. Exactly. She had time to wink. She did. Mark, you've literally made me hate it even more. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> but anyway, anyway, for those who are interested, the film is on Netflix. It is. a surprise that to us. It was a really nice surprise. Because... We were like, where's the DVD? We couldn't find it. And then it was like, oh, it's on Netflix. We don't even have to worry. Yeah, quite a few Don Bluth ones are on Netflix at the moment. So it's... Yeah, Slam for Time. Slam for Time's on there. So it's definitely worth check in American Tale out it is, it is a really nice it's a good it is, classic it's animated film so definitely worth checking out um, next week then oh my goodness I'm quite excited are you? Pixar week oh, I'm so excited yes. Pixar week will always be a good week I think yeah yeah more or less more yeah. or less <laughs> more or less I forget um, about some but next week's one uh, definitely is uh, one of my favourite Pixars I think me too it's so up there so underrated yeah, apart from uh, the man who voices the uh, baddie. Oh, I know. She's <laughs> my favourite character, and now it's ruined. <laughs> Tarnished. Tarnished. Uh, but yeah, if anybody hasn't clocked on yet as to what the film is, it's a bug's oh, yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. We're just being very cryptic, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> bug's life next week. Um, bug's life next week, guys. It's going to be really tuned. cool because it's it's only been recent since we've watched Ants. Yeah, so we can look at that direct comparison as well. True, um, we can judge the the score against Toy Story and Ants, maybe. Yeah, yeah. See how it how it matches up. See what the superior Ants story is. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Luke, you better be too. I was talking to the <laughs> listeners there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, was quite I'm looking forward to that. You better be too, Mark. Uh, by the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. in the meantime Luke where can we find you um, 
at Lady Reed on um I was gonna do that thing where I come up with something you know when I'm like I eat food you can find me at work (laughs) but I was like no Luke that's done it's boring now nobody cares um so yeah you can find me at Lukey Reed on Twitter Instagram YouTube Mark what about you you can find me at actually MJR on Twitter at actually MJR underscore 2.0 on Instagram um uh, <laughs> it hasn't gone wrong for a while. I was doing so well. Yeah, you I think were. I've probably I'm... got about ten, ten episodes or so under my belt without messing up that. I'm so happy that you've messed up. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, MJR on Letterbox, where you can find the complete lists of the films. Um, yes. I need to update that actually and put Laputer on. Remind oh, me to Mark, do why are you so behind? <laughs> and um, you can find us both on Twitter at disc. Doodles. Dudes. Doodles. <laughs> Just lead them to some really risky Twitter yeah. account. This isn't Mark and Luke. What's going yeah. on? What's going on here? <laughs> right. Uh, thanks very much for listening, everybody. Yeah, so we'll see you for Bugs Life, Pixar, all that, all that jazz. Woohoo. That was so, like, unenthusiastic. <laughs> it's late. Yeah, it's, true. it's bedtime. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Have a good time.